The Hawaiian Island of Kauai is a must. We give you the nine things you have to do on the Garden Island. And don't turn your nose up at wine in a box or by the tap. It is now a trend to keep your wine fresh. We found a classic that is new in Las Vegas, Chef Piero's Roma Kitchen, and it's a big part of the Vegas food scene. And then we show you a golf course that plays like a championship track even in the winter. Get ready as the Undercover Jet Setter brings you in for a landing. And aloha. You know, Hawaii is made up of 11 islands that really, they have their own personalities. That's true. And the Garden Island is Kauai. It is quieter than Oahu and Maui, but it has plenty to offer your eye and your palate. If you're ready for adventure, tranquility, nature, great eats, and fabulous cocktails, then Kauai is just your thing. Now stick with us as we take you on nine of the must-do items when you visit the island. We start in Poipu Beach, which is the driest area in Kauai, and it's also known for the spectacular sunsets. Yeah, this is the last corner in the United States to view the sun setting over the ocean. And that's our first must-do event. Next stop is Brenneke's Beach Broiler, also in Poipu Beach. Now, we found this on a BuzzFeed list of the top 40 places to travel to for food. And we concur. This place rocks and the food delivers on all levels. Plus, the staff serves up that spirit of love and aloha, Kauai style. It's a fun joint for dinner as well as lunch. And yes, we did both and it was always packed. At dinner, we splashed immediately into their world-famous Mai Tai. They hit the 1 million sold mark on March 11, 2016, to Ted and Sylvia. It's classic Mai Tai all the way with a secret blend of tropical juices, gold, and dark rums. Delish, and it does pack a punch, so be ready. And of course, that's not the only cocktail we tried. Meet the Tai Chi. She's a top-shelf Mai Tai all the way. A potent combo of Captain Morgan, coconut rum, Whaler's original dark rum, and sporting a traditional 151 float. Wowza! Warning, these are quite addictive. Now for all the great food to follow up those amazing drinks. We kicked it off with these inventive and super yummy crispy pokey tacos. Fresh ahi pokey inside crispy wonton shells with sriracha aioli and microgreens. And then dove into these shrimp and crab stuffed mushrooms. Creamy, garlicky, and so worth it. Now you will want many more of these mushroom caps stuffed with fresh shrimp and crab in a garlic butter with melted parmesan and garlic bread for dipping. The diversified entrees include this chicken risotto with creamy chicken, bacon, mushrooms, roasted grape tomatoes, and shaved parmesan. A surf and turf delight of filet mignon and fresh local fish called opa. This was a really good combo served up with creamy mashed potatoes and a roasted tomato rosemary sauce under the opa. And last but not least, this wonderful Pacific clam linguine and bacon, another great combo of flavors. A nice bite with fresh clams, smoky bacon, shallots, diced tomatoes, and chili flakes, 
all in a velvety white wine broth. And if you can fit dessert in after all that, say hello to Bob's favorite ice cream pie. It's coffee ice cream, macadamia nuts, chocolate fudge, and coconut in a chocolate cookie crust. And worth every calorie. Now, because we hadn't had enough of this fabulous place at dinner, we came back for lunch the next day. To check out that adventure of yum, visit our YouTube channel and watch the Brennecke's Beach Broiler Fabulous Lunch segment. And you can't beat the views. There is live music in the evenings, Thursday through Saturday. Check the website for the schedule. And Brennecke's is our second must-do. Thanks, BuzzFeed, for the tip. Now, here is your undercover jet setter tip. Just across from Brennecke's is a beautiful beach with these. Magnificent turtles that swim up onto the beach and hang out on certain nights from 7 to 9 in the evening. Just take a stroll down there and you'll see them. Now it's pitch black here, but with the iPhone 11 Pro photo features, we captured these amazing images of the turtles at night. Now we are immediately struck by how comfortable these peaceful creatures are just hanging out on the beach while people take their photos and move around them. One thing to be aware of, you don't want to touch the turtles. They are like coral and shouldn't be touched, but you will feel their magical and calming energy all around you. Now, if you're near Poipu Beach at night, this is a cannot miss event and definitely worth the visit. And that is our third must do. Now, be prepared. It does tend to rain quite often in Kauai, hence the gorgeous green all around you. Don't worry, there's still plenty to do, even surfing. Watch these dudes catching the great waves here in Poipu Beach. Now, the turtle and monk sea lion don't seem to mind the rain at all. Rooster and hens hide under chairs, and it's not that cold at all, so they are fun to watch as you sip a libation at the bar under an umbrella. And during the rain, people, rooster, and hen watching is our fourth must-do. Rain got you down? There's a cure. Shopping. Check out the shops at Kukui Ula. Now there's dining, too. Lots of great options, including one of our faves, Peter Merriman. On this night, we took comfort at Eating House 1849 from Wonder Chef Roy Yamaguchi of the famous Roy's Restaurants chain. And of course, he didn't disappoint. Eating House is a beautiful blend of simple flavors and hot cuisine. Case in point, this cocktail is a must-get. It's called street food. Yes, you heard that right. It's Mi Campo Tequila, Patron Citron Lime Liqueur, Housemade, fresh sour, yuzu, koshu, cilantro, and dried chili. It has a definite kick at the end, and the flavors are phenomenal. If you're in the mood for bourbon, then this inventive drink called New EH Classic is for you. It has Buffalo Trace bourbon, Luxardo, and Aperol. Simple, but fabulous. Poo-poos begin with these kicked-up crispy fried calamari elevated with Parmesan, truffle oil, crispy capers, and yuzu koshu tartar sauce. And classic pork and shrimp pot stickers with garlic aioli, lupchung, and a Korean chili vinaigrette to die for. The standout of the night were these slow braised honey mustard grilled beef short ribs. They come with horseradish, potato puree, and demi-glaze. And to answer your mouth-watering question, yes, they fall off the bone beyond your wildest dreams, and the honey mustard is pure heaven. Braised short rib, 
literally fell apart with just a fork. It was one of the most tender pieces of meat I've ever had, and it had a phenomenal sauce. By far one of the best meals I have had in a very long time. The tavern-style fried chicken came recommended and delivered with goat cheese, mashed potatoes, and 1849 country gravy. Then, this superb 1849 spicy ramen bowl. It blends umami flavors with ginger soy braised pork belly, shrimp dumplings, sprouts, and pickled ginger. The dessert must do are these ginger and cinnamon dusted mini malasadas. Light, airy, and they will melt in your mouth, we promise. Jet Setter Tip, check in with Yelp for check-in goodies that may be available when you go. And that's our fifth must do. Now, if you're in the mood for adventure and we mean hard-rocking, extreme sports adventure, then this is for you. We hit and hit hard the Kauai Sea Tours rafting adventure. And trust us, if you are looking for a fun and bumpy ride, it delivers. Fasten your seatbelts. But wait, there are no seatbelts. That's right, you are on your own on the side of a motor-powered raft. Sunglasses, they also fly away sometimes, but if they're on your face, they do fine. Then tuck them into your shirt or up under your forehead. That's when they might catch a breeze, right? And wave goodbye to those. Have to be Work out those quads, pecs, biceps, triceps, and core, because you're going to need it all. This is probably the bumpiest ride at sea, and you are out at sea. The ride is 70 miles each way and takes about an hour and a half of just riding the waves each direction. Now, if you have back problems or any other issues, we strongly urge you do not go on this adventure. In fact, you will need to sign a waiver that you have no back issues prior to boarding the raft. And here's why. This is a raucous, stomping, romping, rollicking ride that you won't soon forget. So I would totally say extreme sportist rather than just like a sporty person. The way there we thought was bad, the way back was 20 times worse. Whiplash and everything. <laughs> Pain, trying to hold on for dear life. We were out there just trying to survive. <laughs> Now the views of the Nepali coast are spectacular and you can even see them by boat or helicopter. And if you do want a more calm and peaceful ride, one with cocktails maybe, we suggest the catamaran or sunset cruise. Same views, but less, much less bumpiness. Touring the Nepali coast is our sixth must do. Choose the option that will work best for you. Now, if you're ready for a road trip, take a drive up to the North Shore. The road takes you to Princeville and one of the most beautiful places on the planet, Hanalei. On our way, we passed through the quaint and historic town of Kapa'a. This reminded us of a lot of Haleiwa on the North Shore of Oahu. It's the perfect stop along the way to grab a drink or a bite and a bathroom break. Fun restaurants are here like mariachis, claiming the best Mexican food and margaritas on the island. We tested their margarita claim and it panned out. You can choose three levels of margs, house, fresh lime, or tequila choice. We went with number two, which gave us house tequila with fresh lime juice rather than sweet and sour mix. A great combo and paired perfectly with some fresh homemade guac and chips. And that's our seventh must do. Now we are on our way to Hanalei. First, we hit Tahiti Nui, a charming family-run tiki bar for some bites and libations. 
They also have a world-famous Tahiti Nui Mai Tai, and we are not complaining. The founder, Auntie Louise, created the original secret recipe when they opened in 1963, and that's what they still use today. We would tell you what's in it, but it's a secret. All we know is that Tahitian friends would say it was out of this world. Other libations include the Black Pearl, which is not black, but pink, and very refreshing. It's local Hanalei vodka, blackberry, and lemon cold-pressed mate tea. Then there is Pele's Passion, which is a story about tequila, passion fruit, jalapeno, lihing mui, cayenne, fresh lime, and lemonade. You can imagine the flavor bomb, right? And of course, because we are in Hanalei, we had to get Puff the Magic Dragon, a deliciously fun and revitalizing cocktail slash fresh pressed juice. Get ready. It's got local Hanalei vodka, akamai juice, basil, bok choy, cilantro, cucumber, kale, lime, dandelion greens, chili, parsley, pineapple, Swiss chard, and turmeric juice. See, we weren't kidding about it being healthy. We devoured this local favorite, Oso Ono Roll, and it is Ono, which is Hawaiian for delicious. It's a panko and furikake crusted fresh local Ono fish drizzled with wasabi soy aioli and panzu sauce. Crunchy, fresh, and slightly sweet. It hits on all levels and is our must-get recommendation. The burger included a makaweli beef patty, which is grass-fed, and toppings of bacon, mushrooms, and cheddar with crispy fries. And the ahi poke bowl was light and fresh with ahi, brown rice, furikake, organic local greens, roasted sesame seeds, avocado, and wonton chips. And there you have our eighth must-do. And finally, we are here in Hanalei. It's the largest bay on the north shore of Kauai and consists of nearly two miles of beach surrounded by mountains. We promised you beauty, and here it is. It is the perfect photo op, and the stunning Bali high views will leave you breathless. A trip to Hanalei is an absolute must if you're on Kauai, and that is our ninth must-do. Now, we've both been to Kauai a number of times, and I, I would say, I, I think to me, it is the most relaxing island of them all. You know, it really is. You feel this calming, kind of more tranquil vibe there, and yet it's still got great food and fun things to do, as you just saw. When we come back, we're going to show you something that, well, 10 years ago, jet setters would have said, nah, you don't want to be doing that. It's an old way to make sure your wine is fresh. Washington DC recently and we came across the craze of wine being poured from the box. It's not necessarily in a box, it's in the cask. Walrus, oyster, and ale house. But it is more than an ale house. It has some really cool things here for foodies. The wine is on tap here and, and we're, we're beginning to see a lot of that, right? Oh, it's so true. Wine by the Tap is all the buzz right now, and it is a great way to serve and enjoy wine. Here's a couple of reasons why. It's more economical, affordable, and more sustainable, and that's both for the restaurant and the consumer. The wine tastes good as it doesn't oxidize or get corked, so nothing is wasted and it's fresh every time. And, and it goes directly from 
the barrel into your glass. And the irony was when, when we were kids, you would wine in a box, obviously, it's no good. <laughs> Next, we take you to Las Vegas to meet the town's first celebrity chef, who is still going strong. He has a new place with some old-fashioned cuisine. And welcome back. You know, there is a new restaurant in Las Vegas, and you absolutely have to try it. It has some of the most authentic Roman cuisine that we've really ever had. This is a new restaurant, and yet it has some old roots, too, and it adds a lot to the dynamic Vegas food scene. No matter where you are in Las Vegas, you need to go to Chef Piero's Roman Kitchen in Henderson. Chef Piero's Roman Kitchen is loaded with delicious food and history. But Piero's also gives us insight into the robust Vegas culinary scene. And we'll reveal an undercover jet setter tip that you will only know by watching this segment. Okay, let's dive in. The food is authentic Roman. And remember, we are just back from Rome. So our discerning palates resoundingly confirm Chef Piero Broglia and his Roman heritage. Now for a few moments, he actually whisked our taste buds Back to the Eternal City. That is right. Now we kicked things off with this stuffed artichoke. This is like you died and went to Italian sauce heaven. Now this mix of white wine, lemon, butter, and olive oil will have you screaming ancora. After enjoying the artichoke leaves, we cut up the artichoke part and indulged in the garlic and breadcrumb stuffing. Now the sauce gave the artichoke an earthy, savory taste. It begs you to dip bread. And when the bread is gone, you will beg to take the leftover sauce home. Yup, it is that good. Now here is the true Roman test. We got cacio e pepe, a delicate pasta dish that we savored many times on our recent trip to Rome. And we can verify that Piero still has the Roman touch. In fact, it's the best we've had so far in the United States. Yep, the pasta was perfectly al dente with pecorino and pepper. This simplicity is not easy, and when it's there, it is the ultimate. Now we paired it with this Chianti Reserva that was aromatic and had a nice long finish. And to finish off the meal, we enjoyed Branzino, an Italian sea bass. And Piero and his crew nailed it. The fish was moist, covered with a light lemon butter sauce. The skin was perfectly crispy. And if you're not someone to eat fish skin, this will change your mind. You will devour all of this. There's no fishy taste. It's crispy like seaweed that surrounds a sushi roll. All right, now here is our jet setter tip. This is not on the menu. You have to ask for it since it's a special. And we paired it with this Pinot Grigio. It was light and not as dry as most Pinot Grigios, even showing some characteristics of a Chardonnay. Now we understand why this place is hopping. Piero has been a legend in Las Vegas for more than 50 years with numerous restaurants. He was truly one of Las Vegas's first celebrity chefs, and he is still cooking and sharing his craft with others at 78. Piero is also in tune with the new culinary scene in Las Vegas. Consider our waiter, Dominic, who is right out of central casting for the ever-growing Las Vegas culinary scene. Now, he is a former chef who is now waiting tables while waiting to become a licensed sommelier. He just arrived here from Saratoga Springs, New York. Notice, he didn't go to New York City, San Francisco, or Los Angeles. He came to Las Vegas, one of the hottest food towns in the world. And you should, too.
Now, no matter where you are when you're visiting the Las Vegas Valley, we think you will find your way to Pieros. Oh, absolutely. And when you're in Myrtle Beach looking for a golf course, we think that you will hit this one and we'll show it to you when we come back. Cheers, welcome back. Now, most people only think of golf in the Carolinas during the spring, summer, and fall, but that is not true. No, you are absolutely right. And we are going to take you right now to one course in the winter and show you what great shape it's in. Sandpiper Bay on the Myrtle Beach Golf Trail is in perfect winter condition. And we literally dropped in on the 27-hole track in Sunset Beach, North Carolina. We flew in with two of our jet setters. Brent Gallant played and surveyed Sandpiper with his drone expertise from his company, Remnant UAV. Steve Brennan, a new undercover jet setter golf sleuth, is also new to the Myrtle Beach region, playing Sandpiper for the first time with great success, as you will see. You know, I thought it was fantastic. Um, there was still plenty of green in the fairway. Uh, they've overseeded nicely. Uh, the, the, I thought the greens were rolling super true for this time of mm -hmm. year. Uh, they're faster than a couple other places that I played recently, uh, which was a welcome change. And uh, really, uh, even I was in a few bunkers today, and they were even in good condition. This course is in great condition, uh, especially for it being late November, uh, early December. And they are right. These greens would be perfect any time of year, quick and true. Uh, courses are always in good shape at this point. Uh, greens are on the quicker side, uh, which are great. I think, um, you know, especially for us, we did a little overseed that's just kind of germinating now. Uh, so ball sitting up in the fairways very nicely. Um, so temperatures, great golf conditions. Uh, you can't ask for anything better than that. We played here Thanksgiving weekend, but don't forget the other holidays. Christmas golf is fantastic. So you might get a little bit cooler temperatures. You might get in the high temperatures of around 50 degrees. I think uh, those that come from the north, uh, northern part of the states, um, it's certainly not going to be in the zero temperatures, you know, from there. We're going to be in the probably right around 50 degrees. You get in that mid uh, late morning, uh, we're going to get up to about 50. So temperatures are still good. A uh, little pullover. Maybe you might have to have a little winter beanie on. But other than that, courses are still in great shape. So many great holes to play and take in at Sandpiper. We highlighted number seven on the Bay Nine. It's one of those holes you stand there on the on the uh, tee box and you and you look at it for a while before you get your tee shot. And you have to pay attention on this tricky but short par four. Your tee shot and your approach shot are both over water. Play it to a good distance. Yeah, look at the yardages and you'll see on the tee boxes it should tell you. I believe on the end of the um, what it is to the water on the far end of the uh, landing fairway. And um, usually on your approach shot, play just a little bit more because you usually have a little wind back into you. I took Brian's advice and hit an iron off the tee from 320 yards. Not as good as Steve's tee shot, which left him only 130 yards out. Now Brent put down the drone controls and crushed his driver a bit too far. Yeah, I got greedy and I, uh, I went for it and I ended up missing it by like five feet. I could hear, we, we heard a thump, we weren't sure if it was a plop or a thump. It was a plop, so it went in the water. 
you almost dumped your approach in the water too, but you were able to chip up and save par. And Brent hit his third shot to the green and then just missed his par putt. Steve hit a great approach, leaving himself a 15-footer for birdie, and he rolled it in perfectly. Uh, I followed the lead of the uh, of the guy behind the camera and hit an iron into the middle of the fairway, and then I hit a seven iron into the middle of the green and just made a lucky putt. But it was a real and as we captured here, Steve's wasn't the only birdie flying out at Sandpiper Bay. Yes, the wildlife is plentiful here, along with the food and drink both before and after your round. Now we dove into this spicy Bloody Mary, perfect for the nightfall chill. There is plenty of draft and craft beer on tap as well. We suggest the burger with raw onion and cheese. The Philly cheesesteak is loaded. And one of the favorites is this salad loaded with tuna fish, egg salad, and chicken salad. The food and the golf are available to you year-round and the views are too. Sandpiper Bay is on the Myrtle Beach Golf Trail. You can get reservations and tee times here or contact your local golf director. Now, Sandpiper Bay is also worth playing all year round. That's right. You can usually get a tee time there since they have three nine-hole courses. And there is plenty more we will bring to you here. Now, stay with us for more food, wine, travel, and golf, all shot on the iPhone. Cheers. Cheers.